Okay. I'm going to have to sit, plain and simple. <laughs> this is off the subject, but I saw Titus drag that backpack across, and it reminded me of two guys. One guy said to the other, why is that guy dragging along, Jake? And he said, did you ever try pushing one? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to start off with a quiz this morning. Well, it got silent. <laughs> I'm going to pick on these three right here, these youngsters. Do you know who the shortest man in the Bible is? What she <laughs> I didn't hear what she said anyway. What was it? Who is it? Who said? There's the answer. He was a shoe height. <laughs> so who's the second shortest man in the Bible? It was Nehemiah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so much a play on for a play on words, I guess, for now. So, anyway, but, uh, getting ready for this uh, today is kind of challenging. What uh, I really wanted to do and stuff, and so anyway, I had several notes and stuff and. As I was going through, I looked, and, well, I don't really think I need that, so we, we started over, and uh, so, anyway, <laughs> just to tell you, this is more out of my comfort zone, probably would be more comfortable helping Dean sort off a load of hogs or something, <laughs> or maybe Jaden feeding, a, trying to get a calf to go to a cow or a cow to go to the calf is probably the best or better thing, huh? So anyway. Anyway, uh, what i really like to talk about today is uh, spiritual character development. Um, am I close enough to this? Am I clear? Okay. Um, anyway, um, just uh, over the years recently we went by Martin Luther King's birthday. And um, years ago, when his statement was, you know, I hope that I can see the day when my three little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Um, at that time, I'll admit, I was not maybe very appreciative of that particular message of Martin Luther King's. Um, probably for the fact that where we live, we were not uh, exposed so much to diversity like we are now, you know. And in my time uh, uh, being employed with uh, Nebraska Public Power, about 30 years ago, they started a program called diversity training. And I thought to myself, 
what do we need that for, you know? And so, because at that time, you take that many years ago, we were not a very diverse country. But today, we are becoming more and more diverse all the time, which um, some of these things probably get under our skin, you know, or stuff like that too. But I think it's a, a lesson for us for our spiritual character building. How do we answer these people? How, how do we handle ourselves in these situations, you know, as well. So anyway, uh, so that's where I'd uh, like to go this morning. So anyway, I just open the word of prayer. Father, I just ask you to help me through this time, Lord, and let me uh, uh, relay what I feel is a message we need, or maybe a message I need. And Lord, I just want to give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. It was several years ago, I was at uh, in a church uh, there, and a uh, pastor titled his message, Developing Character for an Audience of One. I don't really remember what the sermon was, but the title has stayed with me over the years, you know, and stuff. And so I think that the, uh, the, the message of that is that that development, that character for the audience is one, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, so anyway, uh, Paul uh, mentions in uh, 1 Corinthians, go here, um, just a minute, get to the right one. In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, and verse 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts, corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. And so anyway, uh, now and then I come down to Carol to the vault, have a cup of coffee and stuff. So... Uh, so I just want to make a statement uh, now that, Marv, I'm going to have to avoid sitting with you. <laughs> I am joking, periodly, because Marv has been a great inspiration to me. We both went through the same kind of trials. And when he talked about troubles this morning, I can identify with it. Because... Uh, which scripture says, in this world, you will have troubles and trials. And uh, in my case, you know, um, I just thought, God, I didn't sign up for this, you know. And, but overall, as I am moving forward and stuff, I can see, I really feel myself, I have, it's been a learning experience for me. How do I handle myself as a character, you know, and so, and so in my spiritual growth. So anyway, sorry I didn't mean to pick on you, Mara. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, recently I just wanted to say I've been studying, uh, went through First and Second Kings, and uh, all of us know the kings, it's just crazy. There was good, bad, it, you know, some did good. 
And then there was always the uh, ones that said, well, they did good, except they always had one issue that they hung on to, and which really didn't have to make their character very good, you know, at all. And then God uh, uh, warned them about that. So anyway, um, I just would like to go a little bit today, and I'm not going to take a lot of time on this, but I'd like to speak about Hezekiah, Manasseh, Amon, and Josiah. I think there was uh, three of those that... Uh, uh, really was from one extreme to the other as well, also, you know. So, anyway. But as a reformer, Hezekiah was mostly concerned about the present uh, time, you know, or present obedience. And uh, when uh, Sennacherib, king of Syria, uh, came and attacked him and, uh, and captured most of the fortified cities, and previously, uh, they were paying tribute to the Assyrian king. And so he stopped paying that. But so anyway, through all this, he was contacted again, brought forth that he needed. So he caved in and paid them the tribute for protection and stuff. So anyway, from all that, he really went down uh, or made a really a, a bad decision, I would say. He took all the, uh, like the silver and the gold and stuff out of the temple and, uh, and gave it in tribute to him, you know, so. Anyway, after he did this, Sennacherib went and threatened him anyway, again. And so he went, the, uh, he's, uh, Sennacherib said his field commander with a large army and called out to the, for the king. But uh, anyway, um, Hezekiah sent his uh, palace administrator and his secretary and the recorder, and they went out to meet him. And the commander of the army said, uh, tell Hezekiah, what or who are you uh, basing your confidence on? That splintered reed of Egypt? Or are you saying you're depending on the Lord your God? Um, anyway, so he sent one who's, uh, he said, the one who's high places and uh, elder Hezekiah removed, telling Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar in Jerusalem. And then he told him, come and bargain with my master. And uh, when they went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn, in anguish of this, uh, Hezekiah tore his clothes and put on sackcloth, and he went to Isaiah. Here Isaiah said to him, do not be afraid of what you heard. I would like to read to you uh, in Second uh, Kings, starting at verse 7, get here, uh, of chapter 19. He said, when King Hezekiah's official came to Isaiah, told him, tell your master, this is what the Lord said, do not be afraid of what you heard. Those words with which you understood of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. 
And I like the word that he started with, with an exclamation point. He said, listen. Got it? Listen. <laughs> and anyway, he said, I'm going to put such a spirit in him that when he hears a certain report, he will return to his own country, and there I will have him cut down with the sword. <clears throat> anyway, um, now later on, when... Uh, uh, Sennacherib got a report that the Cushite king was coming after him. And uh, again, uh, uh, he uh, sent a, a man to him and said, don't despair, on, don't believe on the God you depend on. That God, all those gods, that was with little g, have failed. And that was all those that was wood, stone, and whatever that, that man had made. And this is what I think is important about that message for us today. And uh, I'm back up here a minute. <clears throat> um, I'm going to read what... Isaiah, or the message here that Hezekiah went, uh, his prayer as he went to it. He said, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, O Lord, God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, and you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the words Sennacherib has sent to insult the living God. It is true, O Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste to the nations and their lands. They have thrown gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, only wood and stone fashioned by man's hand. Now, O Lord, our God... Deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms on earth may know that you alone, O Lord, are God. <clears throat> so, anyway, what I, um, that really spoke to me when I was going through this. So, he, you know, he wrote this down and come to the temple. To me, I do things better if I write them down. It seems like I give more thought to what I need to say rather than uh, just off-the-cuff type prayer. And one of the things that in this, uh, I liked what the King James Version says in verse 16 here. It says, Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib. The words Sennacherib has sent him to reproach the living God. I just see here that there's a relationship. He wants to be near, you know, God come near. He's not something that's distant. So, you know, he's really reaching out to hear the voice of God and to uh, get an answer from all this. I just thought that was really an interesting section in in this um, segment of this anyway. So anyway, 
So anyway, whatever, sometimes with our struggles or uh, challenges, whatever, and I've been in service for times where we've wrote things down and just went and pinned them on the cross or brought them to the feet of Jesus, whatever, you know, just write our petitions down, you know, and it, um, it just seemed like it's just a little bit more on our personal level with God and our time with him. So anyway, so later on, we see here that uh, after all this, that Isaiah becomes ill and he was told by Isaiah, get your house in order. You're not, you're not going, you're going to die. And so anyway, he turned uh, to the wall and prayed. He said, remember how I walked before you faithfully with wholehearted devotion and wept bitterly. Scripture said, before Isaiah left the middle court, says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. We see the sincerity in, in Hezekiah at this particular time anyway. So um, at that, uh, and he tells him that on the third day, you know, from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. And so many times in scripture, I think we see three days mentioned, and I think it, every one of those has meanings of some sort toward the resurrected Christ. You know, so anyway, uh, so I think this can re 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 have a reference to that. Anyway, he told him that he would add 15 years to his life and deliver, uh, and deliver and see the, uh, de uh, deliver him from the city, uh, from the, yeah, city from Assyria. I will defend it. So Isaiah said, prepare a poultice of figs, put it on the boil, and you will recover. So anyway, so many times, you know, God says something, but we, we know that, you know, we can go into John 15. I will, if you will. There's ifs in there. We, there's always a responsibility as well on our part, too, I believe in that. So, so anyway, uh, later in this time frame, we see the Babylonian king had heard about his healing, and so he came and he wrote letters and brought gifts to King Hezekiah. And on hearing of all this, the healing and things, uh, that Hezekiah showed these messengers all the things that was in his storehouse. And Isaiah asked him, what did they see? He said, they saw everything. So here we see the point where Hezekiah, of all he did, the pride kicked in. And so that's one thing God tells us, that the things that he hates is pride. And so here we see that the pride changed the content of his spiritual heart, I believe, and stuff. So anyway, um, he was not given the credit to God at all for what he had been doing. So anyway, his action caused Isaiah to tell him, that all was in the palace would be carried off to Babylon in the future. So also in this time frame, and I, I think I'm right on this, Manasseh was born in this 15-year time frame. So anyway, I don't uh, have anything in detail about Manasseh's character, but something 
you know, whether he was old enough to see some of the things that Hezekiah did that was uh, detrimental to his character, uh, you know, would have showed up. But anyway, Manasseh was, he reigned for 55 years, you know, and it was just absolutely terrible. There's no, can't go any further than that and just say that, you know, and stuff. So anyway, um, following that was Amon uh, became king, and he reigned only two years, and the officials uh, conspired against him and assassinated him. So anyway, then now on the scene, we see Josiah comes in. And uh, in Josiah's early years, uh, laid a foundation uh, for the uh, later reforming of Judah. And I think here, he was a young age uh, on that. Um, you know, we know scripture says, train up a child and he should go at a young age. So here, we don't, I didn't really find anything to really give you something, but something had to uh, impress him at this young age uh, for leadership. So anyway, um, with uh, when all this, when they told him, and he went uh, and found the, the book of the law, one reading, one reading was all he read, and it changed the course of a nation. So you see here the importance of God's word that can take root in our lives, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, of course, on that. So anyway, um, so... Uh, in this, um, the, uh, the power of God's word to bring light, hope, and real life to a person and a nation can and does wonders. You know, so anyway, um, I would, uh, let's see, I want to go here to, uh, I'll get that later. <clears throat> Lost my bookmark. Uh, in here, I wanted to read this, and um, just kind of finalizing what I'm trying to say today is. You know, we, we need to be careful and re rely on what God's Word said. In 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 12 and 13, says this. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted before, beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So the, the whole thing, I think, for all this is, you know, if there's, a, um, if, if we have a stain in our spiritual character, we know that the cleansing power of Jesus can cleanse that stain. So anyway, it all has to come back to the word. And so anyway, I'd like to close with this here in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy.
Where'd I go? Lost it again. <clears throat> there it is. In Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, said, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. The key here is every word. I, I've learned that sometimes it's so easy to read over one word that can mean so much in that particular scripture. And so anyway, it's, that's why I say we just can't read the word. We, we need to steady, steady the word and stuff. So anyway, um, anyway, I don't know whether I made any sense at all today and stuff, but I just feel that there's little things that can scar the content of our spiritual character that can, that's what people see. They don't see what the good part, it's easy for to see negative. And that's why I say the diversity that we see in our country now, it can, I think, affect the way we answer some people sometimes or the way we think about them and stuff. So anyway, I just think it's a lesson for us that we really work on the development of our spiritual character because I think it's of utmost important, you know. And so, overall, I would hope myself, wherever you see me, whatever, that my spiritual character would uh, show you what I really feel in my heart and the, what God says to me by his word. So, anyway. Father, thank you for this time. I just ask, Lord, that you be with each one as they depart this day. And Lord, just continue to pray for Daryl and Annette as they're vacationing. And uh, Lord, just give them spiritual strength as they, uh, for sure, just try to take time and just uh, study the word and let God speak to them as well. I just ask this in Jesus' name today. Amen. Do you have the... Prayer requests are you want to, you want to do them, Aaron? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Maddie has a birthday. <laughs>